Welcome to the Fitness Oracle. I am your host, John Katsavos. My guest is John Hill from TriTech Endurance Coaching. Three years ago, he found himself morbidly obese, near the brink of death at close to 450 pounds. His friend challenged him to a 5K race, and he went from the couch to two times 70.3 Ironman. Now, he is a triathlon coach and has founded TriTech Endurance Coaching and has helped others change their lives. John, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, John. Very excited to be here. So near the brink of death, how did that make you feel? And what steps did you take to change that? Uh, it's, it's a bizarre uh, thing, you know. I, I, I guess I knew it, and on a base level that I wasn't well. I mean, you, you certainly know that you're heavy, you know, uh, I didn't know what I weighed. Um, you know, it's a, it's a bizarre thing to have a doctor tell you uh, the words she used to me was that I was a hand grenade with the pin pulled. Uh, it was not a matter of if I was going to blow up, that it was when. And uh, so, you know, it, it, I guess it shook me pretty strong at that point. You know, I, I, I had a young daughter that was uh, starting to date uh, what's now my son-in-law pretty seriously, and uh, I wanted to be part of that journey. And so we, we knew we had to make some changes, and so uh, I was very blessed. I had good people, good coaches, good doctors around me, and uh, the good Lord took care of me, and, and uh, we've, we've arrived where we are today. So it's been quite the journey. Awesome. That's really a, a really inspiring journey. So what actually was the trigger that pushed you into the tri world kind of a funny story i, I you mentioned i, I have a, a friend of mine here that, that uh, is a customer of mine and uh, he would always uh, challenge me to go run with him he he has diabetes and he uses uh running to help control his diabetic situation and so um he he encouraged me to do this and he's a at that time was a was a sheriff's deputy here in wichita and uh, his, our standing joke was that, uh, if, you know, that since he's a cop, if, if, uh, they ever found my body on a running trail that they should have been able to tell I was dumped there and I didn't die there on my own because running was certainly not anything that I was doing at 450 pounds, maybe running to the buffet table maybe, but, uh, so he, he challenged me to go run and, uh, I had had, uh, kind of a previous interaction with a with a lady that that would become my coach uh named bk kissinger here um i had called her up and i asked her if she can teach me to run three miles uh, which is 5k and um you know she asked me if i wanted to run three miles and i told her well no not really but i i didn't look stupid to this guy so uh she's she is a triathlon coach and uh she mentioned to me that maybe we could get me doing some of that. And I told her, absolutely not. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd seen that stuff on TV and then people were crazy and there was absolutely no way on God's green earth. I was going to be involved in that, uh, you know, teach me to run three miles and leave me alone. <laughs> and, um, it's interesting. The tri world is, is full of a lot of people that are, they're, they're incredibly motivating people. Um, they're, they're full of very type A, very driven people to get what they want done. And mm -hmm. they start wearing on you a little bit and you go, well, you know, maybe I can do some of that or maybe I can, you know, try this or that. And, and before long, um, you know, I was, I was playing around with try. Uh, I hadn't swam since I was a child, really. Uh, you know, I, I played in the water, but I, I learned very quickly that swimming in a competitive sense is a whole lot different than swimming, just going to the local pool and floating around. <laughs> uh, what I learned is that I knew how to not drown. I, I didn't know how to swim very well. Um, bicycling, I, I think I had been on a bike probably once in uh, the last 20 years and, and uh, my butt hurt so bad after sitting on the seat for an afternoon that I, I think we put it in the garage and I never touched it again. So, I, I certainly was was not versed at any of the disciplines of triathlon, and um, mm -hmm. you know I, I just kept playing with it, and and eventually got hooked, and uh, had uh, the opportunity to uh, 
meet one of my associates now that I, I actually is on my try team, but she was kind of in the same thing. She was training for her first try and uh, she, she had dealt with some, some weight issues as well, some pretty serious issue, injury issues. And uh, between the two of us, we kind of bonded with each other and became kind of the thing that pushed each other. And, uh, you know, we, we made it uh, to Maryland last year for a race called Eagle Man, which is a, a 70.3, Ironman 70.3 race. And uh, for both of us beat pieces, and, uh, but it changed both of us to believe in that you can do anything. And so, you know, I, I, I found a love of the sport. And uh, what, I've, what I've discovered is there's, there's a lot of people like, like me and you and, and so many of us out here. We're not elite athletes. We're just people. And, uh, but we can do remarkable things if we're, if we're willing to give ourselves a chance. And so, uh, you know, we decided we wanted to help people uh, like you and I to, uh, to get better. And so we wound up here. So, yeah. Yeah. Right? So talk about your first Ironman what did that feel like during the before the race during the race and what how did you feel after the race before the race was a funny deal I I don't know that I really really thought I would finish the race uh in all honesty um I had not trained I, I trained hard up to about a month before the race and I I, I got burned out uh, Ironman is uh, even the 70.3 distance Ironman stuff is is not an easy go there, there's a lot involved in it three sports is is tough um, there's a lot of hours involved in the training it can get very repetitious very monotonous and it seems to consume your life in a lot of ways and uh, so about a month probably before that race I, I really kind of stopped training very much and and I went uh, with the the hope that I would finish. That's all I wanted to do. You have eight and a half hours to finish one, and, and I wanted to finish. And uh, we got there, and the morning of the race was a was a kind of a surreal deal. The weather was absolutely horrible. Um, it literally rained sideways for eight hours. Um, we were ready to swim. We were ready to get ready to swim. The Coast Guard canceled the swim. Uh, they wouldn't let us in the water. The water was uh, so choppy that it, you, you couldn't get in. I mean, it probably three and a half foot waves out on the bay. And, and you know, I'm, I'm from Kansas. We're a long way from the ocean. And the, the swimming pool here didn't have three and a half foot waves in it. So I, I wasn't real sure what was going to happen there. But the, the weird thing is it, it screws with your mentality because you're ready to do this event in these orders and then all of a sudden they pull the plug on it and so what happens in a typical Ironman is of course is or even the 70.3s is you know you get in the water in waves and you come out of the water you get on the bike and you go um, but there wasn't going to be any water here so now they do what they call a time trial start which is basically where uh, you take your number where you are on the rack and every five seconds a bike starts. And for me, I was all the way at the back of the queue. Uh, there was probably 2000 people that hit the bike in front of me mm -hmm. and it creates a really weird deal. Ironman has a, what they call a no drafting rule, which is done for your safety. Um, try to keep bikes from crashing into each other, really what it amounts to. But what happens when they do this time trial start is that kind of goes out the window because you got bikes every five seconds and it's just people of all different speeds and abilities and it just kind of jumbles everything up and it's a crazy deal and you're trying to figure out where you you know how to position yourself in the middle of that and so i'd had a weird situation happen before uh, this this lady kim that i was talking about that i had trained with she's a she's a doctor in Wichita and so the day before we had taken our practice swim and I noticed I had this weird kind of mass around my groin area and so I, I asked him as a physician what what do you think this is and she very promptly told me that I had an inguinal hernia and uh, it was probably the size of a softball sticking out oh, man which is a heck of a thing to have the afternoon before an Ironman uh, event starts. So yeah. I, I started this thing with that. I, I was, I was in uh, 
pretty good amount of discomfort from that and and then the weather and then this crazy bike deal and and we we finished the bike i got off the bike and uh, i started to run and about six miles into the run i uh my knee basically gave out in me on me my uh, it band on my left knee basically just <laughs> gave up and um, i was forced to basically just walk at that point I, I couldn't really run at all i couldn't put pressure on the knee and I spent the last little bit of uh, energy I could find to catch uh, Kim. She was on the course ahead of me, and I, I caught her. And uh, she had told me at that time to, to don't wait on her, just just go. And I, I remember telling her that, you know, Kim, there wasn't a go. There wasn't any more. It was, it was, I was doing good to walk, but I told her that we had started this journey together and we'd finish it together. And uh we did. We, we basically walked uh, in, except for the fat last 100 yards or so, which we managed to kind of limp, run, jog, something. <laughs> but uh, it, it's an incredible thing. With about a mile left in that race, um, you start to hear the crowd. Uh, the announcers are very, very good at kind of keeping the crowd pumped up because it, uh, it's, it's a huge deal to the athletes. You know, you're, you're exhausted, you're, you're giving all you have, and and then you hear this, and it, it's, a, it's a strange thing because all of a sudden the belief comes back. You know, you, no matter where you're at mentally there, when you hear that crowd, you go, I, I can hear it. It's right there. You know, and, and so you, you find yourself uh, picking up the pace sub, subconsciously. You don't even know you're doing it. Uh, our, our, last, our last mile split was the fastest we did out of the last seven. And so wow. – uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a neat thing. And, and when you, you come around the corner and you see that black and, re and, black and red uh, Ironman carpet and uh, you, you, you start to run up that chute, it's, it's a life-changing event. You know, um, it, it, does, it does some incredible things to your confidence to believe that Ironman's slogan is anything is possible. And mm -hmm. I, I truly believe that. Uh, you know, it was a it was a heck of a deal for me to go from just over a year and a half to go from 400 basically 450 pounds to, to crossing the finish line at, a, at an Ironman event. So pretty cool. It was, it was a lot of fun. Wow. Pretty, pretty life altering. Wow. That's, that's, yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty very impressive. I mean, I couldn't do it. <laughs> no, actually you could. I, I firm believer in is that, yeah, we can do it. Um, you know, it, it, it takes a lot of fortitude and a lot of desire to do it. But I, I one of the things that I, I believe in is if I could do it from where I was, anybody could do it. it it's, it's just a matter of whether a person wants to. You know? Right. So during that transformation between uh, the couch to finishing the Ironman, did you ever come in a time where you felt like just like just say, you know what, this is enough. I'm not going to do anymore. I just quit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's kind of a crazy deal. Iron Man, especially when you get into the, the full Iron Man distance, uh, a lot of times you're, you're talking uh, in, in some cases, 16 to 20 hours a week of training. Uh, even even for the half distance, a lot of the times it's it's you know we were training up to ten eleven hours a week, and you know it's it's like a part time job, you know, and 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 we're still normal human beings. I mean, we're not professionals. This isn't our job. You know, I go to work every day, and then I, I have a wife and I have a, a daughter, and and you know those those people like to be part of my life too. And sometimes that's really tough when all you do is set on a bike for hours at a time or you're out running for hours you know what are we, what are we doing uh and so yeah you get to that point occasionally but uh literally sitting on the wall right next to me here is is a, is a quote from dr billy Ellsbrooks that says life is a constant struggle between those who want it and those who want it more so the question is how bad do you want it yeah and and that's that's really what i think it's about in in so many cases uh, you'll find a way you, know, you can, you can make progress or you can make excuses, but you can't make both at the same time. So, That's uh, so it's, the, the, the challenges are there. Part of the biggest challenge of triathlon is a mental challenge. 
you can train your body, but, but training your brain is, is a whole different thing. And, yeah. and that's one of the things that I think is the biggest challenge of the whole deal. Yeah. So. What were some of the setbacks and how did you stay motivated to keep pushing yourself forward? <sighs> setbacks were, were injury stuff. Uh, you know, I had a, <laughs> a crazy deal, you know, one of the things that, that happens, uh, you know, here again, our, the bikes we ride uh, use what we call clipless pedals where, you know, your shoe is actually clipped into the bike. And like I said, I hadn't probably been on a bike in 20 years. And uh, so this was all new for me. And I, I was actually sitting at a dead stop uh, on, a, on a ride that I had been on. I, would, I had went out and I was ready to turn around and come back home. And... Uh, pulled the bike over and slipped the bike over on some sand and ripped a hamstring out because I couldn't get my foot out of the pedal. Uh, so that was a, that was a crazy deal. Uh, you know, I was 22 miles from my truck and I have a hamstring that I can't even stand up on. Got to ride that all the way home. That was an adventure. Um, I, I have a herniated L5 uh, that is uh, a challenge. I was at one point in time, uh, it was bad enough. We were doing uh, epidural shots in my back to uh, keep me going because I was in enough pain from the constant pounding of running mile after mile and, and being bent over in an arrow position on a bike that uh, I was I was taking shots in my spine. But I'm a I don't know that I'm a Type A personality, but I'm 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 a person that if you tell me I can't do something, I'll go out of my way to prove you wrong. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, I, I had a bunch of people that, that probably with, with every bit of, of reason looked at me like I'd lost my mind. Uh, you know, I'm, I was the guy that had been to the gym 500 times. And, and you know, I, I, I was the world's greatest starter and the world's worst finisher. And uh, so there was a lot of skepticism amongst an awful lot of people. When I told people I wanted to train for an Ironman event, people looked at me like I was completely off my rocker and uh, I can understand that you know I, I, I get it but uh, something had ignited a little bit of a passion in me an interesting thing with this whole weight loss deal uh, why why did I not become a statistic um, you know so many people succumb to disease every day why did why did I not end up as a statistic and uh, the feeling was maybe there was a bigger purpose there. There was something for us left to accomplish. And so uh, we, we started down this path and, uh, you know, uh, we've, we've accomplished the, the 70.3 distance a few times. Uh, we had a couple more of those planned for this year, but then we're going to get a race. But uh, the goal was uh, in, in November to uh, do Ironman Arizona to do our first full. And, uh, you know, that may be put off till next year. We may have to wait, but uh, that'll be the culmination of this journey. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's an exciting, exciting milestone to get to, but uh, we're not done yet. So we've, we've got things to look to accomplish. Cool. Cool. Hopefully, uh, hopefully I can speed up my game and join you guys in Arizona, but hey, I, man. I think I'm I a would... couple of years be before I get there. I mean, when I sink, when I swim, I float. <laughs> hey, Hey, that's better than sinking. <laughs> you know i i tell you what it's it's a crazy deal so many of us you know like i said most of us know especially in the water we know how to not drown we, we've we've figured out how to swim to the edge of the pool you know but uh it's it's a different mentality to go that far but hey i like i said if i can do it i have no doubt you can so. thanks just need a lot just need the time to train absolutely <laughs> that's it yeah <laughs> So uh, in the mornings. Oh yeah, yeah, I know that. <laughs> I know that feeling all too well. Now that you're a certified tri coach, how do you keep your athletes motivated? Motivation's a funny thing, and it, it, it's one of the things we talk about with with our athletes is that motivation's a like I said, it's a funny thing in the fact that most of us will get involved in something and we're we're excited about it and. When we're excited, we're easy to motivate. Uh, you know, everybody wants to, to accomplish whatever. But that, that feeling goes away eventually. Um, yeah. You know, we, we get, for, for most of us, the, the simple problem is life. It's time. It's, it's our spouses. It's our kids. It's our, 
all the things that are jobs, you know, the things that, that come at us every day. And so what I try to tell, you know, our athletes is we, we utilize motivational stuff off of the internet. We use uh, motivational speakers that we, we try to put in front of people. And, and, you know, in the end, what I, what I try to tell people is when, when it gets tough, what was your goal? Go back to why you started because that really was the feeling you're chasing. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's really a journey. Um, it, it isn't, uh, the races and stuff are, are the, the, those are the culmination. That's the payoff for all the hard work. That's the fun part. Uh, and so, you know, why, why did you get here? Why did you start this? What was, what was the thing that made you look at this crazy idea and go, Hey, that looks like fun. And, you know, if you can, if you can find that, and, and sometimes that means things as, as, as basic as take a piece of paper and sit down and write it out. Why, why are you here? What, what makes you want to continue this journey? And, uh, you know, most, most people, if they'll stop and think about it and go, okay, you know, let's, let's take the stress of daily life. And, and sometimes what we have to do is just take them away from it for a few days. You know, we just have to say, look, you're a little overwhelmed right now. Uh, let's, let's take a few days off. Let's, let's go do something away from triathlon. You know, I don't care what you do, but I don't want you swim, bike or running. You know, you do something else. And, uh, you know, usually a few days away from it will get you back to where you need to be. Uh, I've just went through this myself. Uh, I'm, I'm mentally working on my own deal. Uh, we just had a race. We were supposed to race in Lubbock, Texas, uh, three weeks ago. And uh, they canceled the race three days before the race and uh, due to the COVID situation. And uh, it, it's tough. Uh, one of the biggest things, like I say, that you deal with with this is time. Uh, time's so precious. You know, we, we, we figure out real quick that it's the one thing that you can't buy. Yeah. Once it's gone, you never get it back. Yeah. And uh, you expend such a huge amount of time to be able to be involved in these races that uh, – it, it's a real mental cluster when just a couple of days before they yanked the plug on you. And uh, yeah. I went into a little bit of a, to get myself together a little bit, had some of my friends in the tri world coach me, uh, you know, but uh, take a few days away from it, go do something else. And uh, you know, the motivation generally comes back. If, if you're strong enough to, to start, you're strong enough to finish. You just got to figure out your why. Right. So, it's interesting that you said uh, to start with why, because uh, I recently heard a TED talk from uh, Simon Sinek and he's, his entire thing is whenever, whatever you do, whenever you do it, ask yourself why. Right. And you always fall back to it. So he's, his whole thing is start with why, why am I doing this? Why do I feel like this? Why do I this? Why do I that? So it's, it's fascinating that, uh, that you actually came up with that with, for, with your own uh, athletes because it works wonders. It really does. I, I think, you know, we each have unique reasons. I mean, for mine, it, it was very simple. I didn't want to die. You know, I, yeah. I, I wanted to live. And that's, a, you know, that's probably the strongest motivator of the, of the human condition. You know, we, the self-survival, uh, yeah. you know, you're, you're willing to push yourself to a lot of different things. If they tell you, you're going to, you're not going to be around very long. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's, it is really comes down to why am I willing to make this sacrifice? And uh, if the why is big enough, the reason will be there. Yeah, so. for sure. What's the one thing that you would say to somebody who's having a really hard time up in their head, like the, somebody who's suffering from depression or worse? You know, it's an interesting thing. Uh, we've, we've dealt with some, some mental illness issues in my own family. Um, and so uh, I've been very blessed. I, I haven't had those particular problems, but I've seen them up close and personal. And I think what I would tell people is, is that no matter how alone you feel, and I, I, I think that's one of the, the worst things that happens in those cases is that you just feel that there's no one there. There are people there. There, there are people that love you. There are people that care about you and they want to see you better. They want to see you well and let those people help you, whether that is simply, you know, uh, 
talk. You know, uh, we, we tell people all the time, athletes and everybody else, you know, you can call me whenever and I'll listen. I, I can't always fix your problem. Um, matter of fact, most of the time I can't fix a problem, mm-hmm. but I am uh, the guy that will listen. I, I will give you an honest assessment. I will tell you, this is what I think. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm not a guy that goes out of my way to sugarcoat things. I don't try to be rude about them, but I, I try to tell you, you know, if, if I think you're doing something silly, I'm willing to say, hey, you know, maybe, maybe not doing that would be a better option. Yeah. Um, you know, God knows I, I screw up things myself, but, uh, you know, there's, there's people out here that care about all of us. Very, very few of us have no one that cares. And, uh, you know, allow, allow people to help you because uh, depression and, and stuff like that is a, is, is a horrible affliction. And, uh, it's, I think we're seeing a lot of it in the country with some stuff from some of these lockdowns and quarantines and people being kept away from other people and kept inside. And uh, I think, you know, reach out, there's people there. So that, that's, that's would be my advice. Do you think something like, uh, training in one aspect of the triathlon could actually help somebody get out of that kind of mental state? Absolutely. It's been scientifically proven. Exercise is one of the absolute best uh, things for depression out there. Uh, You know, it's free. Doesn't cost you anything. You know, uh, we can, we can all do jumping jacks in our basement or we can, we can go outside and run around the block. We can walk around the block, but move your body. You know, uh, the, the body produces hormones and pheromones and, and, and all kinds of, of chemical reactions when we, when we move it. And uh, right. those things help bring us out of that funk that we're in. So absolutely, you know, I, I think, you know, triathlon is, a, is an interesting world and it's, it can be very intimidating to a lot of people. And uh, I, I, I don't want to you know, come across like, hey, that's what a person has to do. You, you can do anything from just simply walking, you know, to, mm-hmm. but, but do something, you know, move your body and, and I guarantee you it, it, it'll help you. Uh, you know, it, it may not be the first time you go out and walk, but if you are, uh, if you're willing to continuously make an effort, I think you will see your, your mood and, and, and your, your entire being be uplifted a little bit. Yeah. You know, one of the one of the interesting things that I've I've seen said is, you know, if you if you uh, you know if you want to change your change your day, uh, you know, improve your day, then then you know go for a walk. You want to change your improve your life, you know, train for a marathon or something like that because it 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 requires a different level of, of commitment. But but that physical activity is what does it. So right, worth a shot anyway. Yeah, the, the, actually the one thing when I, cause I was training for a triathlon a couple of years ago. And the one thing that I actually noticed was uh, when I started to, when I started to put myself into the tri world, like triathlons actually are very independent sport. Like you're, 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 you're racing against yourself, but when you what? actually start to put yourself out there in the, in the tri world, you actually start to find a really supportive community. So like, it's, it's 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 the weirdest thing but it's a great thing try try is a is a, is a fantastic deal in, in a cool cool sense uh, I'll, I'll take the iron man level stuff as, a, as an interesting deal it's one of the few sports in the world where the the rank amateur is on the exact same course at the exact same time as the professionals you know and so there's a camaraderie that comes from um, doing this and, and even the pros, you know, as, as a general rule, it's, it's fascinating. They, the, how complimentary they are, the age groupers. Uh, most of them will tell you what, what we do is harder than what they do. They'll tell you, you know, we do, we go out, we work hard for four or five hours. You work for seven and a half, eight hours, mm-hmm. you know, to accomplish the exact same. And uh, there's, there's a, I don't know. You know, it, it's that band of brothers idea. You, you, you walk through hell, then, you know, yeah. the guy you're walking beside is going through the same thing. And, and so yeah. you, you learn a little bit about, you know, some of the, one of the, my favorite pictures that I have from any race is uh, last year at Waco. Uh, 
I, I got involved in a bike crash uh, about 10 miles into the bike and uh, hurt the hamstring that I had hurt previously, I re-injured it. And, and uh, I, I hooked up with a guy from, from Houston, Texas, out on the run course. And uh, I'd never seen this guy in my life. And uh, here's two guys that are out here struggling. And, and we, we went uh, all the way through this crazy thing together. And uh, he, he managed to finish uh, about five minutes before I did. He was able to, to run it a little harder than I was at that point in time uh, to finish up. But there's a picture on, on my Instagram account of, of him. He waited for me at the finish line and, and gives me this huge hug when I crossed the finish line. And I'd never seen this guy in my life, you know, and, and, and now he's a buddy of mine. And, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of a crazy thing. It, it's this, this camaraderie of, of, you know, being in battle together. We're yeah. both fighting our own fight. Uh, but we're, we're both out there suffering at the same time. And the same way yeah. unity is strong it's yeah. it's crazy i i had a i had a deal at, at, in maryland last year uh, a guy i have no idea all i know he was from the philadelphia tri club and the only reason i know that was because he uh he was it was on his jersey uh you know and and uh, I, I i ran with him for a while until i had to had to start walking and he took on off and i ran across him as i was leaving uh, the race that day and he was on his phone and he actually put his phone down and walked over to me and shook my hand and congratulated me and, and told me good luck in Waco and you know never seen the guy before I, I have no idea what his name is who he was or anything else but this is a guy that came over and spent you know 10 seconds of his time to tell a complete stranger hey you did awesome and uh, yeah. that's a cool part of this world so yeah. it's neat you're, you're dead on right there's there's a immense amount of community out there yeah where do you see Tri-Tech Endurance Coaching in the next five years? You know, we want to continue to grow. Um, I've, got a, I've got a great staff of coaches. I've got a, a certified nutritionist, certified strength coach. Uh, my, my run coach is, a, is an Ironman certified coach as well. I have a, a, an MD that's, that's, while she's not a, technically a coach, she is an advisor on the team. And so we've, we've got some great, great uh, beginnings there and 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 we're coaching a fair amount of athletes right now but what we want to do is continue to try to help the age group athlete excel um you know i'm i'm not that i have any problem working with elite athletes if they're out there and they, and they wanted to come our way that's fine um but that's not really my calling or my mission uh, my mission is to try to help people like me uh, what what does it take to get that person that needs something over that hump and so that's our goal is, is to continue to help uh, people that are, are at the, the entry level or, or the, the, you know, not necessarily the beginning level, but because we've got some athletes that have done several races that we're coaching now, but um, they're not people that are going to be on a podium, you know, uh, but they, they want to enjoy themselves. They want to get healthy and they want to have fun. And for us, that's, that's our goal is to make sure that, that uh, we can continue to bring that to the tri-world and, and help those people excel and, and, and get themselves not only healthier, but stay healthy and enjoy racing. So that's, that's our mission. Awesome. That's really good. That's really good. What about you personally? Where do you see yourself in five years? You know, I'm, I'm, it's interesting. I'm going through some changes in life. Uh, I've been a barber for 32 years and, uh, the industry is, is changing. It's, it's going through some, some different, uh, adaptations and, um, I'm kind of at an age where I'm in a transition period. And so, uh, you know, we're working hard to kind of move away from that and move into the coaching as more of a full-time, uh, occupation for me. Uh, and so, you know, I'm hoping within five years that that's where we're at. Uh, I want to be, I want to be doing this full time and, and trying to make the team and, and uh, the name as, as not only profitable, but, but successful as we can. So that's what we're hoping for. Cool. What's the one thing that you do every day to stay motivated? Uh, you know, consistency. Uh, and, it, and it's funny because I say that because I'm just coming out of a period where I wasn't very consistent, but 
I think if you you set your mind to it and go, okay, this is this is simply part of daily life now. Um, consistency brings motivation. Uh, you know, when when you're when you see improvements, especially when you start from where I did, uh, the 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 improvements come fast and furious at the beginning because you're you're so far down the thing. It, it doesn't take very much to get better. Yeah, uh, but you know, as you, as you start to improve and your, your, your fitness gets better and your, your, your motive, you know, things, things change. And so you have to figure on, okay, what, what does it take to get better tomorrow? Uh, and that's what I tell myself every day. Let's, let's be better than we were yesterday. What, what does that take? You know, and, and some days you hit that, some days you don't, you know, not every, every time you go out, it's going to be a personal best. It doesn't work that way. It'd right. be nice if it did, but uh, <laughs> you know, there's days when you fall flat on your face and you go, God, that was a horrible workout. And, and boy, I can, I can nitpick everything I do, but you know, I get up tomorrow when we do the same thing. And uh, I think that's what it takes uh, on my end anyway, to, to keep that why, you know, I keep the why in front of me and go, Hey, you know, what, what are we trying to attain in the end here and what does it take to get there? And so right. consistently day in, day out, do the work and, and give yourself grace. That's the other thing. Understand that it isn't going to be perfect every day. You know, there's, right. there's days when it just kind of sucks. And so, you know, you have to go, well, Hey, we're going to live through this. So but that's where we're at. You know, that's, that's kind of how we roll. So, yeah. Tell me a time where you had a hard time with your training and what did you get out of it? Hard time, mentally, physically, both, um, both. you know, mentally, uh, you know, we, one of the, the hardest times for me to get over was a, was a little deal. I hadn't actually been training terribly long, maybe six months in and, uh, you know, my wife and I went through a, a little bit of a, spell there where my commitment was still very high to this at that point and uh, we went through a little period where you know she felt like you know I basically abandoned her uh, all I was doing was this mm -hmm. and uh, you know we had to come to a, a personal thing where we, we were able to sit and talk about what we were trying to obtain and, and how we were trying to get there and, and uh, so you know one of the things that that, that takes is communication you know, for me, one of the things as a coach that I talk about with, with people when we get them into the tri world is that I, I often want to, if they're married, I want to sit down and talk with their spouse because uh, a lot of the time, everybody's supportive of everybody when you start something new. Oh, that's cool. You know, I'm, I'm all on board yeah. and until, you know, you got a migraine and the dishes aren't done and the kids need fed and, you know, your husband's down there on a bike for three hours. Yeah. And, and so that's the reality of it. And so, you know, that was a tough time. We, we went through a little bit of a, a spell there and we had to talk to each other and communicate about what we were trying to get through. Um, the physical part of it is just some of the nagging injuries. You know, it's, it's funny, you get hurt. And then, like I say, the sport takes months and months to train for and, and it, it's typically every day. And when you, when the goal's big enough, you don't want to, you don't want to rest. You want to keep going and the injury worse. Uh, you know, like I said, I got to the point where I was literally taking injections in my spine to be able to keep going. And that's, that's kind of a crazy thing. You know, you, you, some days you have to, that grace I was talking about, you have to invest in a little of it. It's hard. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, we, we tend to be, no one is harder uh, on us than ourselves as a general rule. You know, we, we look at ourselves and we can nitpick everything we do and, where, you know, one of the things I spend a lot of time as coaches is telling people, hey, you know, great job. And they tell me, oh, yeah, they find every reason why a workout wasn't good. And I'm going, no, that was great. You know, congratulations. You know, so it, it's I, I'm dealing with an athlete right now that, that uh, is coming off a, a bad foot injury. And, and so, you know, she's very, very touchy she's she's very very scared to re-injure that foot and we completely understand that but part of that is she feels like she isn't doing enough sometimes and i'm like no you're, you're killing it you know so it's um yeah. it's part of the game injuries and stuff are part of it but um 
like I say, you have to, you have to be willing to give yourself grace, both mentally and physically, you know, understand yeah. that not every day is going to be perfect. We, yeah. we, no matter how bad we want them, we're going to have bad ones. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know about pushing yourself too much. I mean, couple last couple of weeks, I've been working so hard that I almost collapsed a couple of times. Absolutely. It, it, it's, it's not healthy for us. You know, we, no. we want, we want to accomplish so much. And we have so many goals and so much drive, but we, we forget sometimes that we set ourselves backwards when we don't give ourselves times for, to, to heal, you know, whether that's mentally or physically. Well, I uh, remember an old uh, bodybuilding coach, uh, bodybuilding in, uh, mentor that I had when I was uh, younger and I was learning about uh, training and everything. And he said, there comes a point in our lives where um, staying where we are is progress. You're absolutely right. You know, one of the things for me, uh, you know, I, I turned 50 this year and, I, you know, there's, there's a lot of days I get reminded I'm not a kid anymore. I'm, I'm certainly not old, but I'm, I'm not 25 anymore. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, one of the, one of the young ladies I coach is, is 30 and she's in pretty good shape and she goes out and do, does things and, you know, I, I, I think, well, I can do that. And then there's days that I regret that real bad. So, you know, I, I have to remember that uh, my daughter is not much, much younger than she is, you know, so it's a, uh, it's a challenge. So yeah, staying, staying where we are can sometimes be a big win. Yes. So. If you could pick up the phone right now and call yourself when you were 30 years old, what would you tell yourself? <laughs> put, put the food down. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a funny deal. Eating, overeating for most of us is, is an emotional response. It isn't a hunger response. There's, there's a few people out there that deal with, with physical deals that, that cause them to gain weight. But for the vast majority of us, it was an emotional response. And that was truly me. Um, it went on in life and I, I, I didn't deal with it very well. And my way to deal with it was comfort was food. And so, you know, uh, if, if I could tell myself back then what I know now, it would be that, like I said, there, there's people there, there's help out there and, and, and utilize it because I was like so many people, I, I didn't want to uh, talk about it. I'd rather have a bag of Doritos. That was a whole lot more fun. And uh, so, you know, I, I would do that. And um, eventually, you know, that, that starts out in one place and, and ends up at 450 pounds. You know, it, it was crazy. I, I was a college soccer player. You know, I was, I was a 205-pound goalkeeper that was in excellent shape. And, and, you know, 20 years later, I woke up and I weighed 450 pounds. It's nuts because it happens so slow. Uh, you know, if you, if you just woke up one morning and you weighed 225 pounds more than you did the night before, you go, holy crap, what am I doing? You know, but it didn't work that way. And, and yeah. you know, we can always, we all tell ourselves, you know, oh, the dryer shrunk those jeans or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it creeps on you. And, and so, yeah, I had to tell myself, you know, put the food down, dude. Talk to somebody, get some help. <laughs> you know, so, so you don't end up where you were. But, you know, it's funny, John, I, I, I feel like all of that, it's, it's a bizarre way to get to where you want to go. Um, I relayed an interesting story that a customer told me. Uh, we, we had talked before about this, but it's, it's funny. I had a, a customer that's a, a relatively religious guy. He, he's, he doesn't ever really say very much. And uh, I had a, a guy in my chair that, that I'm pretty good friends with, and his granddaughter is, is uh, fighting with leukemia. You know, she's nine years old fighting with leukemia and it's a tough situation. I've known that whole family for a long time. And so it, it kind of has an effect on me because I know the granddaughter as well. And mm -hmm. um, we were talking about it and this guy sat there and listened to our conversation and, and he had asked me a little bit about the coaching stuff and I had been playing with it. I hadn't really ever tried really to do much with it. We, we just kind of had kicked the idea around and this guy sat there and told me one day, he, he gets in my chair and he asked me a kind of an oddball question. He, he, the first thing he says to me is he says, you know, we make a lot of noise in, in our lives. And I kind of went, oh, okay, well, that, that's an interesting comment. And kind of went on. 
he didn't say much. And then he, he, he made the comment to me. He asked me, he says, have you ever watched a, a documentary on bald eagles? That was a weird statement. And I said, well, no, Mike, I guess I haven't. And he told me, he says, uh, you know, eagles are incredible flyers. They, they fly to incredible heights and do pretty awesome stuff. And I said, yeah, I, I know that. And he said, but when they're babies, they don't like to leave the nest. Uh, they, they're, they're pretty rooted there. And he said, the mother will make the nest extremely uncomfortable to the eagle to jump, to fly. And uh, he said, you ever stop and consider all this stuff you're going through in life is maybe good. I, I, it just was bizarre. Uh, he came down and, and, and a few minutes later, he said back to me, he says, you know, he said, I, he said, we make a lot of noise. And he said, God will never come down and speak to you face to face. He said, he, he sends you signals and signs and stuff. And he says, we make all this noise. And sometimes we don't hear that stuff because there's a lot of noise out there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was, it was an interesting thing. I, I got thinking about the business and, and I was walking my dog and I'd been trying to find the name for this business. And I was probably three or four blocks from my house and this name just blasted into my head out of nowhere. And I literally stopped in the street and just kind of looked up in the air and went, Whoa, where did that come from? <laughs> and <laughs> I, I took, took the name and I threw it out to a bunch of my friends and everybody loved it. And, and, you know, we, we ended up here, but it's, it's weird, you know, maybe, maybe there's a bigger purpose for a lot of things. And so, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully that's where we're going. So the interesting story, you know, and that came out of a guy that probably hadn't said 25 words to me in three years. So <laughs> kind of maybe, maybe the messenger was there. I don't know. Yeah, crazy. definitely. I mean, I've had those moments too, where I'm thinking about something for like two, three days and all of a sudden, boom, there it is right in my head. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, yeah. okay, there it is. It, it's, I, I guess they call that an epiphany. I, 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 I never guess I could say I'd ever had one, but bam, there it was, you know, kind of a bizarre situation. So. Well, now you can say you've had one. <laughs> there, there you go. I, I guess. Anyway. What so, keeps you up at night? Uh, you know, right now, um, basically just this, this transition, like I say, we're, we're, we're trying to transition away from, from what I've done for 30 years, uh, you know? And so, um, you know, it's, it's a scary, any, any new beginning is scary. Uh, but one of the things I've learned is, is that, you know, if, if, if the challenges you have don't scare you at least a little bit, they're not big enough. And so, uh, you know, you ought to be excited by what challenges you, but it also ought to scare you a little bit. And so, yeah, there's, there's times when I, I sit and think, geez, you know, are you on the right path? What are you doing? What are you doing to make it better? should you be doing something else in this other arena? And so, um, you know, it, it, it does. It, it, it's at 50 years old, I'm in a weird spot in life. Uh, you know, like I said, I'm not a kid anymore. And, and, you know, I'm getting to an age where they don't invite you into the business world. They start tossing you out of it. And so, um, with that being said, you know, um, this is a scary thought to, to jump, since I was 19 years old into, into a whole different arena, but mm -hmm. it's a, it's a fantastic challenge and one that I feel like we're ready to meet. So, you know, there are nights when I lay there and go, geez, this is, this is crazy, but there's more nights that about the time my head hits pillow, I'm out. So <laughs> I'm fortunate in that regard. <laughs> uh, any final thoughts? I guess just, believe in yourself, no matter what it is you're doing, whether it's a business venture, whether it's a, a diet, I hate to use the word diet because I think diets are terrible, but a life-changing venture, whatever that is, whether that's, you know, whatever path you find yourself on, believe, believe, reach out to other people. There's lots of people out there to help you. There's lots of mentors out there. And, uh, you know, don't, don't stop believing to, to, to coin the, the proverbial phrase. It, it's no one, no one can make it happen, but you, you know, and if you're willing to put the work in, you can achieve life altering deals. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a perfect example of that. I'm 235 pounds lighter than I was two and a half years ago, all because I believed. And yeah. so, 
It's actually- I'm nothing special. I'm certainly not any sort of massive intelligence or any sort of physical specimen. I'm just a guy that wanted it bad enough. And so if I can do it, I know that you can too. So. I think you're giving yourself little credit there. <laughs> well, you not know. Many people can go from 450 pounds to finishing <laughs> two Ironman in the same year. Okay. Well, it's, not too many it's, people can say that. It's a cool story, and 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 I'm proud of it. But but I also believe that that you know what people can accomplish wonderful things. They just have to put the effort in, and they have to believe that it's possible. And if you do, you can you can do anything you want. You just yeah. got to be willing to put the time and effort in. Absolutely. So, where can people find more about you? Um, we are, we're working on our website. It's, it's actually not up and running yet, but, uh, our email address is, is either info at tritechendurance.com or my personal email address is john at tritechendurance.com. Uh, we have a Facebook page, uh, the Tritech Endurance coaching Facebook page is out there. Uh, you know, I, I know you guys have some stuff on, on your site that, that links to ours, uh, with some stuff. Um, We've got, uh, we're on Instagram, uh, you know, so it's uh, Tritech underscore endurance underscore coaching underscore. Uh, so that stuff is out there. And, and you know, anybody that, that was interested in our services, uh, you know, can reach out to us and, and we would be, we'd love to talk to them about, about how to, uh, you know, maybe take the next step. We, you know, we do a lot of focus on try stuff, but we we also do everything from, you know, nutritional stuff to, uh, like I say, strength training, run training, uh, all of that stuff. We, we do it all on different levels too. So it's not just a, a one package fits all thing. We, we, we try to work with, with whatever a person needs. So, you know, if, if anybody's interested, we would love to talk to them and, and see what, uh, you know, if we could help them make that transformation. Amazing. Um, we're also going to be posting a lot, all your links uh, with this podcast as well, just so everybody can have an easier way of finding you. Wonderful. Thank you. We appreciate that, John, very much. So really appreciate you giving us the opportunity to come on and talk with you. And we're real excited to, to, to partner with your company and, and uh, you know, kind of make some things happen. Uh, you know, we didn't really talk about that. But, uh, oh, we you will. And I've had some discussions of, you know, where we want to go uh, with some of this. And so we're, we're excited on our end uh, to, to uh, to work with you and, and your vision and and we're we're excited for that. So and we're, I'm very Hopefully. excited to be partners with you guys. I mean, when I heard your story, I was just blown away. Like I was just absolutely <laughs> blown away. I'm like, okay, we got to make something happen. I got to make something happen with this guy. Like, I think we it's, I it's found it. And there's all I know. There's going to be a lot more that's going to come from this. Um, I. Absolutely. Just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show. This means a lot. I know, I know your message is going to be reached out by a lot of people. And I know they're going to be inspired to move forward with a positive change in their lives. Wonderful. We hope so. That's, that's what it's all about. If we can help people, that's what we're here for. And so, you know, like I say, we look forward to, to many more ventures between the two of us and, and uh, making this happen at least a few more times as we as we continue to grow and and uh, got new things to report so thank you for giving us the opportunity to share the story john absolutely absolutely so All right. so with that to everyone out there listening i wish you a good morning good afternoon or good night wherever you may be in this crazy world <laughs>